0: welcome to a brand new episode of deep thoughts with the Dixons hey everybody welcome back to another episode of deep thoughts with the Dixons we are very grateful that you're joining us again today
1: look who it is after a little I know I took action I took a, for I took two a little weeks.
0: I took a little hiatus sabbatical and I'm back I was uh had a couple things that I was working on and I wasn't able to Join Nina on our last one or two podcasts, so it's good to be back, and uh, you know we're excited to talk with everybody today.
1: Instead of doing our regular humdrum programming and having something super serious to and now about? back <laughs>
0: to your regular programming where are you just gonna keep it do, light? do you think when the people created that term they like just knew they were completely programming people's subconscious mind and now back to your regular programming No,
1: i don't think that they knew but i think eventually they caught on to
0: well if you look at the patents for televisions it actually says mind programming and altering device in like the actual in the language of the patent which is kind of interesting it's
1: creepy we're just going to talk about our life and share some updates with you guys. We've had quite the interesting last few weeks. Well, I have at least. Um, so let yeah. it rip. Give him some updates. Let's do that. Okay. So first off, we just came back from a really great vacation. We went to Tulum. Went to Tulum. <laughs> haven't been
0: anywhere in a while. And uh, we well, were we kinda, were in
1: Naples. And then...
0: But that really... I don't, wouldn't really consider that a vacation.
1: No, it's not. And then... Um, Just Brian and I alone went to Tulum again. And the reason we went there again, I'm a big proponent of not going to the same place again. I think it's a waste of money and I think we should all experience new things. And myself as a Gemini, I love seeing new things all the time. However, we only had five or six days and it was the middle of, you know, it's winter here and we wanted to go somewhere quick and just like detach. Completely
0: like disconnect from technology altogether. People
1: from family from friends from work everything even the dogs we left the dogs here too and we just went and um
0: the good thing was, about us we, with going to tulum is we're located in st louis and we can get on a direct flight like and, and a we're half hour flight. you can leave at like eight in the morning and you can literally be on the beach by one in the afternoon like at your place on the beach which is nice
1: yeah so we did that and all we did was Beach bums the whole time.
0: Yeah, it was actually amazing because, you know, we've had so much going on recently and have been gunning it. And I've been working like seven days a week all day long. And Nina's been working on her projects too. And I am so surrounded by technology constantly that when you get in the thick of it, you begin to forget what it actually does to your body and to your mind. And it like creates this artificial anxiety, I think, in your subconscious that you don't even realize it's happening. But sometimes when you're really deep in it and you do it for long periods of time, it can almost put you on edge and you don't even realize it, right? Not to the point where you're like snappy, but like internally, maybe you're a little bit on edge. And I noticed that for sure because when we went on this trip, we said, you know what, let's just put our phones down. And we went to a place that had no TVs in the rooms and we didn't have our computers with us. And so let's say, let's just let's leave our phones in our rooms. Like let's not even touch them. Let's not even have them on. And we were there on the ground for four days, I think, something like that. And we literally went, and right when we got there, we turned our phones off and didn't mess with them at all. And it took me, this is like being very calm, hanging out on the beach. It took me probably 48 hours, I would say, before I actually felt my mind had like completely calmed down from being disconnected to technology. And it has to do with several different factors. One is that I stopped using technology, right? So you're giving your body a chance to get away from the electromagnetic waves, the frequencies and everything that that's putting out. You're bouncing away from Wi-Fi signals, disconnecting from that completely because these are things that we don't see. But they dramatically affect our body in a tremendous amount of different ways that um, you know are not good for us, and so that's one component. In addition to that, we're out in nature, so we're like walking and earthing on the beach. We're taking in fresh sunlight. We're eating food that is way fresher than you can find in the United States, and all these different things together like begin to reset your body and reset your mind. And it took us a solid like until the end of the second day. I woke up the third day and I was like, okay. Now I feel calm. Now I feel centered. But literally 48 hours of total disconnection being out on the beach, being out in sunlight before I could literally feel my body and my mind beginning to calm itself.
1: Yeah. When we got there, so it takes about an hour and 30 minutes um, airport ride from the airport to our hotel, which sounds bad, but it's really not. I just slept the whole way. Got there and I did have my phone on me more than Brian did, but I didn't have it on. I would just use like my camera, so to speak, because I couldn't. I had it on airplane mode. So I couldn't go on like Instagram and stuff that much, but I would just take pictures and post them later. So I wasn't even posting in real time for people that were following me on Instagram. Um, but while we were <laughs> I just saw that. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so um I I was just laughing because Brian just really distracted me right there. Um So we got there and immediately it's like you have a fresh plate of fruit, like everything that's in season, papaya, mango, pineapple, you know, whatever it is, cantaloupe, and then like a fresh green juice every single morning. But this is what we did the whole time we were there. We'd wake up without alarm clocks. We had no alarm clocks on. And we'd wake up naturally on our own, uh, brush our teeth, change into like decent, like I'm talking like shorts and a t-shirt, and then walk down 10 feet, not even to our to the beach where our hotel was serving like breakfast every single morning like fresh juice and fruit and we would just sit there without any you know
0: distraction distraction no phone like, like no emails no, no text no agenda. notifications yeah you
1: know there were, we would just sit there for maybe an hour hour mm. and a half maybe 50 minutes I don't even know and we would just watch the sunrise and just be quiet and like we eat on, it's on the beach so we're not even wearing shoes And that's how we had breakfast every single morning. And then we'd go for a walk. We'd put everything, our phones and everything, into our room after that because we'd have to pay for stuff. And then we'd go for a walk on the beach for maybe a mile. Mm -hmm. A mile one way, a mile back the other way. And just to feel the sand and the salt water and the sun on like my back or my neck, I was like, this is all I wanted. Mm -hmm. It was just a very very relaxing very necessary vacation for us and you know we were just talking like we should just do this more often like we don't always need to be doing something we don't always need to be going somewhere new we don't always need to be pushing ourselves and both of us this is where we do not balance each other out both him and I kind of like when we commit to something we go all in and that sometimes leads to just burnout and ex- exhaustion and he's not my check for that and i'm not his check for that because we're both like that
0: and i think something too that when we do that we get very stuck in the routine focus towards the goal and it's like a seven day a week no breaks non-stop activity for us yeah, and i
1: understand like why we're people might be like listening to me like don't don't do it you know like but here's the thing me stay like us here on the weekends, we're just not that type of couple to like go out and have drinks with friends. Like we're just not, we're not big yeah. drinkers anymore. We're in our early 30s. We're trying to build a life that we can just retire earlier. You know, like our goals are a little bit different.
0: I'm wired a little differently. Yeah.
1: And so like we're not into that. Like we don't watch games. I'm not into sports. Brian's not into them. Like things that I like to do are like, I'm. I we like to be very active. We like to go for walks. We like to be outside. We like to see and do new things. So not to sound like bad here but like the things i like to do require warm weather and a fuck ton of money like and that's just what, like that's the kind of stuff we're into so we need to be working for that but then again in the winter time it's like a double whammy for us like we can't get out of the house we can't do certain things so but it was just incredible it was amazing
0: but what i think is really important and what i want to touch on with this is that people in society they get so ingrained in their routine and doing things and whatever they're working on yeah and when you do disconnect like this and we've talked about this in past episodes about how sometimes we'll just take 48 hours and just go out in in the park right in in, in nature so this was basically another example of us taking a digital detox and it was so much needed i think for both of us that we didn't even realize how much we needed it until we were there and we were 48 hours in and we finally like our minds calmed down that it gives you a brand new, fresh perspective on what's important. And we become so ingrained in our routines that we can often overlook that at times. And so when you do it, like you, you do that, you come back, you're so refreshed, you're so calm, you start looking at everything you're working on from a brand new lens, and you begin to reevaluate, okay, here's where we are right now what is it that is truly important? Like, is it is what we're going after right now still the same things that we think are important as we do that? And maybe they are. And for some people, maybe they are, maybe they aren't. And to really take a step back to understand that, like, when you're down in that environment, something I noticed, like the things that were making me so happy was the ability to be disconnected 100% from technology, the ability to have the warm weather because we're like been in the heart of the summer or the, excuse me, the winter months for the last couple of months here, it's been so cold. Um, The ability to eat amazing food that is so fresh and good for you. And we don't have access to that same type of food in the U.S. It's terrible, in my opinion. Like, even regardless where you go shop for your food, the food in Mexico and sometimes in these other countries is so much fresher. You know, it's grown so much closer to where you're getting it. And you can tremendously taste the difference in what you're having and how it makes you feel afterwards Mm -hmm. than a lot of the garbage that we have to buy from grocery stores locally here, right? And so when you add all those things together... It just completely reinvigorates you and re-energizes your mindset and your body is at like a cellular level.
1: It's been a couple days since we've been back from this vacation. Um, not even a full week yet. And so before we started, we sat down to record today. We actually went on a f six almost a six mile walk today in the park because it's actually sixty degrees here in St. Louis. And case in point, by the way, it's a Sunday and that's what we wanted to do, you know? We didn't even go to Mardi Gras this year. That was yesterday. And so on our walk, I was, t- t- you know, telling Brian, I'm like, what this vacation or what this reset made me think of, because I wasn't mentally occupied by tours and like ziplining and you know normal things that you do on a vacation or that like you're always occupied, right? We weren't. We were just there and just being. Um, made me realize that I need to get more clear on what kind of life I want and not just think that I want a certain life by default you know and what I mean by that is me personally I'm um, not so much Brian I lived in several different states and several different cities in a small amount of time so for me I've always never a warm place though unfortunately so I've always kind of like looked for that like where is my home what do I like where do I like it and although home is ultimately where my family is I know that you know, as I get older and like, you know, my family's also evolving, they're not going to stay in Pennsylvania forever. They're not going to stay in, you know, they're obviously going to end up in somewhere warm too as my parents get older. But it made me think too in Tulum, like, what am I waiting for? What is actually keeping us stuck? Is it fear? You know, is it like a certain type of life that we're trying to, like, what is it? Like, I do drive around St. Louis sometimes and I'm like, you know, can I see myself living here in the long term? I can for a lot of reasons, but then I think of like the simplest thing as weather that like really, really affects me as a person and my mood. It's like, that's not here, you know? Okay, then. Then I want a lifestyle that allows me to be here for the summertime and then I can leave in the wintertime and come back again. Mm And so that that requires work. Or then you also think like, why do that? Why not just move somewhere warm? What's stopping you? So it's all these different things. And and Brian said, he goes, I think we change all the time. That's what we want right now. But then as we get older and we start to have a family or, you know, that happens, then you're going to want to be near family members. And that's, you know, both mine and both his. And both of our families live in different places. So it kind of just made me stop and think, what does Nina want? What is it that I want in just a simple everyday lifestyle? And it's funny because it's very simple things. Like they're very easy yeah. things that I want. It put, puts we can things, have them right and I now. Think,
0: I think this is anybody for the most part. Like when you really boil it down to what is important to you, right? When you disconnect from societal's self-imposed constructions of how you think you should live your life. It's very basic things that make people happy and that they need to figure out and embrace and then figure out a way to direct their energy towards having those because a lot of people can probably attain those things with not too much energy and effort. You know, if they really boil it, every person is different, right? But at their very basic level, it's very common themes, I think, that make people happy.
1: Yeah, like I, a little backstory. I went to, to, on this vacation with a lot on my shoulders and it wasn't really work and it wasn't external stress. It wasn't career stress or financial stress. It was nothing like that. I hurt myself uh, early in January by doing something really fucking stupid at the gym. and I'm not going to get into it, but I hurt myself, ended up at the chiropractor. That led into another thing, which led into another thing. And long story short, I couldn't work out for two months. Anybody who knows me, that's a huge mind F for me. I work out all the time, and the universe time and time again, all of January and February said, nope, 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 it's not gonna happen, it's not gonna happen. So no matter what I tried or what I did, wasn't working out for me. So I leaned in and gave into it, and I just had a lot like personal stuff, you know, like I was just like that, and then I got the stomach bug, and then I got my vertigo came back, which I get like every four or five years, it's like a ear virus that you get it just happens cuz i'm I, I can get i can have high allergies to to things and to environment changes. So i was like really going through the ringer and by the time we are going to Tulum, like 4 days before i was in urgent care getting nausea medicine for my vertigo and i'm asking the doctor like will i be okay to fly because i get really i get motion sickness in the plane too. She's like 4 days this will knock it out, you'll be fine. So i'm walking into Tulum just like please like i just want to be left alone. So for me When i was on that trip and after i came home from that trip i told brian i'm like i just want to be i'm so grateful to be able to move and be healthy you know and have warm weather and to have clean food it's not that much that we're asking for we're not asking for more money we're not asking for a career we're not we're not asking for like these external materialistic things we're asking for wholesome things and so That's what's got us thinking. But
0: but something that you just touched on I think is important too because this recently I think has happened to both of us in different ways. So Mm -hmm. Nina and I have always been super into working out, right? Like very religiously we have these protocols and we're switching things up, but we're very structured about our exercise regimes.
1: Before you go on to that, I've talked a lot about the working out situation too in past episodes. And I know where he's going with this, but I'm just going to give my two cents. With this situation that happened with me between January and February, I'm now this week just started – walking and doing low impact workouts for toning and it seems to be working out great but what we're trying to go with this now from here is that when the universe something happens like that where like we were both like stopped both of us had these similar experiences that kind of hit both of us mine just went a little bit extreme and in doing so caused us to stop go on this vacation and then realize wow we were doing it wrong for so many years. You can finish your thing.
0: Yeah, so what I learned from mine, because me and I both had very interesting things that happened to us. Hers, you know, she got injured a little bit. Mine, um, like about five, six months ago, I would say, I had went on a vacation um, with our family. It this was, was in, in Naples. It was in Naples, yeah. yeah. And we were still working out every day that we were there. We got up, we were running like five or six miles at 5 a.m., and it was very humid. And we came back, and I had like the weirdest – Like... It, what it looked like on the, my neck beneath my chin, it looked like I got super sunburned, but it wasn't a sunburn. And I couldn't figure out what it was, but it wouldn't go away. Like, even to the point where when I was at work, like my coworkers would be like, Brian, like, did you have an allergic reaction to something? Because it got so red on my, <laughs> on my neck and throat.
1: He would come home and it looked like he has dandruff on his shirt because it would start flaking. Yeah, off. because it would get like really dry <laughs>
0: and it would come off. And I had no clue what was causing it. Yeah. And I thought I was having an allergic reaction to something. So, like, I changed my laundry detergent. I... Quit drinking coffee for well, a while. hold on.
1: Now it starts with to me too, though.
0: It starts with me. I start as well.
1: having it too, and so I start like changing our laundry detergent. I start washing our sheets more, like once a week. Like I'm going crazy at this point. We stopped drinking pre workout. We stopped caffeine. Like a bunch of stuff. Just testing things out
0: to see what was potentially causing this reaction.
1: This is this was last July. Okay, yeah. it is now February of 2020. Yeah. So, long story short, we were trying to figure out. Trying to figure out. Mine decided. Mine got. Mine started yours, to go down. Yeah,
0: yours went down, but mine would like go away for a cup, like a week, and then come back very severely again. Yeah, and I couldn't for the life of me figure out what it was because I removed like everything from yeah. my diet and then started putting things back it in to test. Almost it
1: almost mimicked eczema. Yeah, it was in very. It, it looked
0: very similar to eczema because yeah. it would get. My, what mine would do is it would get super red at first. And then after it was super red for like seven to 10 days, it would get very dry. And then sometimes at night, like when I'd lay down to go to sleep, it would start itching like crazy. And then it would I'd be like, what in the world is this? Um, I was reading all articles, just trying to like help, like, you know, try this or take this out of your diet, like just trying to basically figure out what it could be. And all the way until right before this trip at Tulum, like I had another one of these like little things where it broke out and got really red. And I was like, what in the world is this? And then you had mentioned something where you had been reading more about hormonal responses with exercise.
1: So now fast forward to like just a week ago, right? Um, But I had already been dealing with my injury since beginning of January. So I had been basically not working out and really focusing on reading a lot about women and hormones and cortisol levels and what can happen in your body and how as we get older, like past 30, we technically should not be doing HIIT workouts or running as much as I was running, okay? We should be doing more lower-impact workouts, especially if we don't have kids because you can harm your reproductive system by doing so. And just most of you guys know this, but I have a very limited diet. Um, I'm very plant-based, so I'm not eating a lot of food. Well, the Um, thing
0: thing for us is we eat food that's very nutrient-dense but very low in calories. calories. So we have to eat like significant more... And the thing is, but we continue to work out really hard. Right. Like, I still lift a lot. I still am doing different types and of cardio. And you might be asking,
1: like, why are, then why are these numbnuts still working out? Honestly, for as long as I've known Brian, which is like 10 years almost, and myself, we've always been very active people. But I haven't always been plant-based. I was vegetarian before. And I was also drinking and partying as a kid. So all through college and law school and then on after, I just always lived a very active lifestyle although I've changed my workouts here and there
0: plus as you get older your your hormones change within your body
1: so the last two months caused me to do a lot of just studying around how I can lean into this while I'm healing my injury in my back how can I not work out but still maintain my weight and you know not gain weight not get fat basically and as I'm reading stuff I'm finding people on Instagram um Melissa Woodhealth is one of them and Ingrid Delamar Kenny is another one these two women are big on um, women hormones, female hormones, and your cortisol levels, and having these two things work for you in helping you lose weight and keep that weight off. And so they're both all about low impact workouts, no cardio, no hit workouts, no fast circuit training, no weights. They're both against weights too, uh, for females at least. So then, a couple weeks later, I'm, I'm you know I'm into it and. I realized Brian also realizes that like I'm actually getting slimmer, <laughs> not working out. He looks at me one day and he goes, wow, babe, you look really good. Like you don't look like puffy. And I'm like, what? Like I was busting my ass before. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, you, you look good. And I was starting to just see like a very positive effect on my body by not working out and just eating very clean. So then I'm talking to my mom and mom's like, what do you expect, Nina? You're not eating chips or ice cream or junk food or packaged food that has all this like nasty preservatives in it. You don't eat meat. You're not eating any dairy or cheese. You don't eat anything that's bad for you. There's nothing in there that's causing you to gain weight. On top of it, I'm a small eater just by nature. I eat, mm-hmm. I eat small amounts of food. So he's talking to me and he's like – he's telling me and his thing comes back on his neck early February and I'm like, huh. I'm like, if this is it for girls, well, Brian too has went from this huge meat eater, pumping steel all the time and working out really hard, lifting very heavy. And he's a big dude to like eating like I do, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, how much salad can you ingest? That's the problem we have. Like it's nutrient dense, but we can't just eat like five, 2000 calories of salad, you know, that's where our struggle comes from. So and like this must be happening to him too. And then I'm like, no, but he's not really doing that much cardio. And so, because he's not, Brian's not a big runner or anything. But then I'm like, no. Nah. But,
0: but when I do my training, it's more circuit training. So I am getting my heart rate up while I'm doing yeah. it. Because I rotate a lot, of, a lot of different things when I'm working out. Yeah.
1: Okay. So then I'm like, huh. So then I start telling him all the things that I'm learning about, what this, you know, doing to the female body and this and that. And then lo and behold, the girl that I follow starts talking about um, men and workouts too. And that's when we kind of like, oh, well, long story short, we go to Tulum for five I or six days. I quit working out we right didn't work out, that,
0: and it completely disappeared. The issue on my neck, it, it completely went away um, almost within like 48 hours, if not because I, I would usually take one day off a week but like i would say 48 to 72 hours in it just disappeared and usually it would get really worse and then get dry and all these things it's like my body just recognizes like okay he's finally giving his body a break he's uh you know like an extended break he needed this his cortisol levels are going to lower i'm going to sit here in my body and it's going to heal my. it's going to yeah. heal myself now right yeah. so it's exactly what it did um, and i was like all right i'm just going to take a couple weeks off and focus on yoga right now kind of reset my body reset my hormones and um, you know, see if it helps. And literally, it's been—you know—I'm going on like a week and a half now, something like that, two weeks. Um, and it's been remarkable because, like, my energy levels have been way higher. My—I uh, feel calmer, and everything that was going on with that neck issue that I couldn't figure out for the last six months just disappeared. And so, what we learned through that is that you know, if you're very heavy into working out and you hit you hit a point where you're starting to notice some weird things happening to you and you can't figure out what it is your it, could, it could very well be your hormones yeah. and until you learn to take a step back with that you may not get rid of yeah, it right? or cortisol levels cortisol levels are so huge. that's
1: a huge thing and i feel like it's not talked much you know in our in our country for some reason this is the french lady that i follow ingrid she really talks she's like your body is built to work for you it's supposed to help you lose weight and keep it off. It's supposed to help you stay in shape. She's like, when we do things and we create an environment where it can't do that, that's where the problem comes. She goes, you think that we're built to have to run and push ourselves to do hit workouts with weights for 30 to thirty minutes every single day? She's like, no. Does nature want us to do that?
0: Well, I think what's important about that point is that when you do a hardcore workout, you're putting your body under tremendous amounts of stress. Whether you're running, that you know, that's putting your body under stress in your central nervous system. Whether you're lifting weights, that's putting your muscles in your central nervous system and body under stress. Whether you're doing CrossFit, whatever it is. You
1: can get away with doing all of that if your diet is different.
0: You have to eat a lot of food. A lot of food. Yeah. But
1: if you're doing what like our mistake was, is that we're realizing that, oh man, so many years of doing this and the last for me, the last like eight nine years have been pure vegan it's like i my body was catching up to a point where you know i got hurt yours is like you've been a vegan full-blown vegan since summer of 2017 so you're like right around the time where your body's like oh my god like we don't even know what to do anymore but your cortisol levels have to do with two things the physical um impact you're putting on your body and your mental stress So this lady talks about meditating and doing low impact workouts, only working out five, maybe five times a week. And she literally promises, She's like if you eat whole fruits and vegetables and that's your diet, you're not a drinker, you're not a junk eater, you're not eating other crap. There's no way you're going to put on weight. Your body will adjust itself. And you have to just leave your, her Her last post was leave your body alone in big caps. And it was like, stop trying to put stuff in it. Stop trying to put stuff on it. Just eat clean food and let it go.
0: Yeah, I always thought from a, when I would like get super into understanding workout and nutrition, the formula that I came up with in terms of how you actually look with your body is like 70% of your diet is your diet. Yeah. 20% is your workout and 10% is your sleep. And all three of those together, um, Like sleep is so important because you have to re-regulate your hormone hormonal response. You also have to have energy to work out. Diet, by far, though, is you know three fourths of the equation almost. And in my opinion, that's been my experience. So, like the cleaner you eat, the less you actually have to do in terms of working out and
1: stuff. That's what we came to the conclusion of basically is that you don't. I mean, and I'm not um, I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole, but there's a difference between vegan and plant based, and we're currently plant based. I would say. Um, we don't eat vegan processed food or packaged food. We, we're not into all that, like, fake meat and stuff and tofu. So we're really, like, in a caloric restriction at this point. So until we figure that out and until my back completely heals, we're just at, like, a no-working-out zone. Well, we've been walking, light walks. I'm talking, like, very slow walks. And 20 to 30-minute low-impact workouts. If you guys want to look her up, Melissa Wood Health is her Instagram handle. They burn. But they don't like get my heart rate up or anything. Like I'm not like sweating over here, so I'll probably just get really lean and like toned. She's a, she's very lean and ripped, and she's a vegan. So that's that's what that's what happened to us. A lot happened to us. Yeah. <laughs> this little Tulum trip taught yeah. us a lot.
0: But it was good. It was all in divine timing, and we, I think we learned a lot. We learned from a lot, yeah. especially too that now we had these things that were happening to us from a health perspective for like six months now. It goes and to it- show
1: that like you're always going to be learning we don't know it all you know like we don't we're we're trying to figure figuring it out too like as we go along you know like granted i've been a vegan for a very long time but i also used to be the girl who used to eat vegan diet cheese pizza you know back in the day or i used to eat oreos because they're vegan i wouldn't dare touch that shit now so we're all learning as we go and sometimes the universe gives you little signs and does these things to you to help you stop so as much, as upset as I have been the last two months um, with my injury and like being bummed out that I couldn't work out or run the way that I used to, I, 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 I realize that I don't have to.
0: I think recognizing what you just said too about the universe giving you these signs is, we've talked about this in past episodes, about shifting your mindset. It's a of blessing. Saying, yeah. But but instead of saying, why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. Say, why why is this happening for me? What am I supposed to learn from this? Yeah. And I think what you and I learned is we were going really hard on the workout Um, under the dietary plan that we use and our bodies just needed some time to rest and catch up. The
1: weekend that I booked the Tulum trip was the weekend that I went to my chiropractor and like had the disc issue. Like that was the weekend it all happened and I was like, I'm out of here. Like I, you're going to tell me I can't work out for like three months now, you know? But it's funny because as time went on and I started to lean into it, one I was very cognizant of what I was eating now I'm like damn I really don't eat that much and like here I am running six miles you know going to plank every other day and it's like yes obviously I'm gonna hurt myself or do something you know and I also have found that I think I still have a long way to go like I think I have three or four months of letting my body regulate they say it takes six to eight months for your hormones to get back to normal sometimes up to a year. But I've noticed that my body is just shrinking on its own. You know, it's coming to its own. It's getting tighter on its own with zero effort. Whereas when you um, lift weights or do circuit training or do hit training or even plank, what we were doing, when you're always doing that, your muscles are swelling up, right? They're ripping and swelling up, ripping and swelling up. So you kind of get this little bigger toned look to you. Whereas if you do what I'm switching over to now, I'm realizing that if, if this is for you, some people don't like this look, I'm just this is just what i have to do now is you kind of get into your natural body weight which is really slim and healthy for you but then you're like burning toning workouts will give you long lean lines um, like that shredded look but not big not no muscles basically like i'm never going to have an ass let's put it that way
0: and i think what's important to think about too here is when you are doing these heavier workouts cuz i used to do we both used to do this right The level of consumption of calorie increase you have to do is pretty big. And I'm not a
1: fan of that. That's my, someone could be saying, why don't you guys just eat more? I don't want to eat more. Yeah.
0: And here's the problem with that, too. And this is what I've learned just from firsthand experience over the years and through research I've read is the more you eat, like when you're, say, you're doing a traditional bodybuilding or fitness type diet where you're lifting and doing cardio and stuff, you have to increase your calories to make sure you're just at a maintenance mode as opposed to gaining or leaning out. Um, When you're doing that, you're putting your body under a tremendous amount of stress just from the energy digestion that goes into play, right? How much energy goes into digesting the food when you're constantly putting food in your mouth, whether it's just three meals a day or some people are up to like five or six meals a day, like you are never giving your body a chance to completely like cycle through the food and nutrition that you're doing because you're, you're taxing your in, internal system so much.
1: They say that your cells regenerate naturally. What? Once a day? or once every few few days. I yeah. forget the scientific thing. It doesn't get to do that when it's constantly digesting food yeah. ever. And cell turnover, let me tell you, that's how you get your new skin. That's how your organs replenish themselves. That's how you get new white blood cells and white and red blood cells. That's exactly how cancer is eliminated out of your body and never gets to form mm-hmm. to a, you know, death rate basically in your body. You these these cells need to regenerate and that can only happen when it's not busy digesting food.
0: And you're absolutely right. And I think too, you begin to understand. Right. <laughs> you begin to understand and realize that when you reach a point of consuming less calories, your body becomes much more efficient in in the digestion of those and implementing into your system. In your,
1: it's only the American whatever association it is that says we have to have 2,000 c- calorie diet. Where did that number come from? Anyone listening to this podcast, if you're like remotely even interested in this, just Google it. It's an American thing. It's a made-up thing in America. And the whole like 2,000 calories and you have to have this, the breakfast every single morning. Well,
0: it's largely, in my opinion, created because there's a a market for people – wanting to sell food right and the more they can convince you that you have to eat x amount of food the more that their margins go up i'm not saying
1: saying starve yourself either like no not at all when you're hungry but jesus like don't don't eat the whole bag of chips you know get a steak don't get the whole steak like whatever you're eating it's just like consume and use less okay like like we do for paper towel and toilet paper and plastic bags and you know how big huge houses versus small houses like consume less the same thing goes for food don't be such a consumer
0: and you have to also pay attention to the types of food you eat at different times i think is important so as an example yeah like say you go to you eat dinner and you go to sleep the next day um if you're going to eat any type of food to for breakfast if you eat breakfast which breakfast basically means breaking your fast because you were fasting throughout the night by not eating The best type of food you can eat is something that has a quick time to exit, meaning that it's quickly digestible. And the fastest food you can eat that digests the quickest is fruit. So like first thing in the morning, if you wanna eat something that's the best way to actually get something through your system, that's gonna give you energy you need, but at the same time, be lower in calories and create a mechanism to keep your energy levels high, it would be fruit. Because fruit takes like 90 to minutes to two hours basically to digest. And when you're eating things like that, you notice you'll have more energy in the morning and throughout the day. If you wake up and eat a big hearty breakfast of oatmeal and eggs or whatever it is, the kind of diet plan you follow, you're going to feel real lethargic by the time you hit 10, 11 o'clock. There's a
1: new study that came out that said eggs feed pathogens in your body, in your food, in your stomach. Like in your
0: gut. I don't, yeah, I, I, I see why that could happen. But um, so so pay attention to that. Like there's different times of the day when you should be focused on eating different meals and always focus on how that digestion is going to happen at what time of the day and what you have to do later. Like if you've got a, a busy day at work, you should not eat a heavy breakfast. You shouldn't even have a heavy lunch, right? A busy day
1: at work means like busy day actively at work. Are you a construction worker or are you going to sit at your desk all day? Yeah. Like, come on.
0: It, well, either one; and it doesn't matter. Just, and you should also be paying attention to like how are you going to manage. No, those different I'm energy saying that levels. if you're a
1: construction worker, then you're not going to live off a bowl of fruit in the morning. You're going to have to like put. You got to need you need more than that. But if you're just going to go sit at your office desk job for ten hours, like why would you eat that heavy of a breakfast? Is what I'm saying.
0: I see. What you're, okay, yeah. So there, there's definitely a difference too between mental energy and physical energy, depending mm-hmm. on what kind of work that you're in. But. I, like, never eat. I rarely eat in the mornings, or if I do, it's pretty small in terms of, like, fruit.
1: <laughs> Anybody listening is to be like, is Brian, like, a starving <laughs> No, not child. at all.
0: I've just figured out after years and years of trial and error what works really good for me. And you eat
1: heavier dinner time, I think. Yeah,
0: you know. because, and there's a reason for that. It's because throughout the day, I'm using a lot of intellectual capital to get through what I'm working on, right? And in the evening times, I will eat a heavier cooked meal because... That's what will cause an insulin level spike to occur, which then makes you a little bit drowsy as that begins to regulate out, and then I fall asleep a lot easier. So like, I time everything, and what I'm doing, based on what my activities are for that day.
1: Yeah, or I just don't feed you. <laughs> so it's either or. Chains
0: me to a crawl space and beats me with a whip.
1: I just opened up LinkedIn, and the first thing that pops up is, coronavirus may be disease X. Coronavirus, man. What is disease? Oh, speaking of coronavirus, let's tell them about that. So- we're leaving Mexico and we're getting on our flight. As I'm getting in line, the guy goes, excuse me, guys. He had an accent. He goes, uh, have you ever been? Have you been to China lately? And I look at him. And like, I go- Yeah, I
0: love it over there. I look right at now. him and I
1: go, China. My toe, my eyesight direction won't even go towards China right now. And he goes, oh, it's just a question. It's just a question <laughs> we have to ask you. But that stuff. Oh, my gosh. There's over 30 cases reported in America at this point.
0: I actually think that probably the realistic volume of people that are have contracted it is significantly higher Did than what we Did we tell them
1: about the the book that was written in 1981?
0: Oh, there's a book out there by an author named Dean Koontz. I think. I forget the name of it. It's called uh, Edge of Darkness, maybe, was the name of it by Dean Koontz. But this guy was a, a fictional writer, and he actually wrote... This is pretty interesting. He wrote a book that was published in 1981, and in his book... He talks about a biological outbreak that comes into a pandemic for um, a basically a biological weapon that causes respiratory issues and all the exact same issues that are being presented with the coronavirus. And the outbreak occurs in Wuhan, China, and the name of the virus in the book is the, like, the Wuhan 400 virus. And in his book, he predicts. That he, he wrote a book in 1981, and this is a book that takes place in the future. And the year that it occurs in his book is 2020. And so like, there's all these really random things that are so analogous to exactly Repeat what's happening. Repeat the book right and
1: now. the author again for everybody.
0: I believe it was called Edge of Darkness by Dean Koontz.
1: Yeah, I. But so it published in 1981. I read if you just Google, of it. If yeah. you Google
0: book. Uh, coronavirus Wuhan 400, will pop up.
1: Um, I read snippets of it and it's really creepy. It's like literally
0: exactly what's happening <laughs> It's exactly right now. what's happening. It's very creepy. It's like this guy had a time travel device.
1: <laughs> I still think that it was planted on purpose. Well. I don't think it just like appeared out of thin air.
0: Well, there's some interesting reports that have came out about people that were working on some stuff in the States that were then, you know, transporting things to that area of China and that there was an outbreak, but you know, it's difficult to validate some of that.
1: Yeah. What else do you, what else do you have for the people?
0: I don't know. Well, from a work perspective, Capital Innovators just made its 129th investment and uh, we started our 21st accelerator program. We just invested in seven new companies, three from St. Louis, the other four from outside the state. And so we're kicking off a new accelerator program working with them. So that'll be fun. Uh, let's see what else from a crypto perspective. Oh yeah! Uh, in a couple months, everyone knows that I'm a big crypto. Bitcoin well, it person. went up
1: like a lot in the last few weeks. Yeah, it's it went... gone up significantly mm-hmm. in the
0: last couple weeks. But there's an event happening in May of 2020 specifically on the Bitcoin blockchain, and it's called the having. And what happens when the having occurs is that the people that are dedicating computing power to mine bitcoin and solve these advanced math problems that they're rewarded by getting bitcoin from them Uh, the amount of bitcoin that is rewarded each time one of these blocks is generated is going to be cut in half hence the halving and the difficulty is going to dramatically increase as well in terms of solving these problems which creates this inherent scarcity model within bitcoin which creates long-term value and this next halving happens in May 2020. Well, this halving has occurred two times before, a couple years back, and then a couple years back before that. Both times it's occurred, the price has increased over the 12 months after it happens by 10 to 20x. And so there's a lot of experts out there looking at Bitcoin right now, seeing this upcoming halving that's going to occur in May, and predicting that it could potentially have a huge increase over the next 12 to 18 months. And uh, so is it, if you have anybody's interested in learning more about that, you should do some research around uh, the Bitcoin having and kind of educate yourself because there could be some interesting things occurring in the crypto space because of that. We're seeing institutional investment at an all-time high and, and people are really starting to take note of it again.
1: Yeah, I've been busy with um, my site that should be up soon, but there's a lot of work that's been going into this. I mean, I started this whole idea in like july no may of 2019 is where i got this idea and it's been in motion ever since but now it's like the finishing product is actually like gonna be happening but there's still so much left on it but that'll be coming out soon i don't have we're not trying to like give away too much before we actually put it out but that should be up it's going to be in alignment with this podcast and even more just more stuff basically but um It'll be an actual website that people can go to. You can shop on there. You can read on there. You can connect with us on there. You can see what we have on there for services and products. It'll be a cool thing. I'm excited for it.
0: Cool. Yeah. So the book I have for this week is the book that I'm reading. It's actually pretty interesting. What but are you reading? It's called Finding My Virginity. It's the autobiography for Richard Branson and uh, his virgin line of companies. But it's pretty crazy. He That guy created multi-billion dollar companies in like five or six different industries like he's he crushed it yeah he did and he's just a really seems like a really cool dude uh, so that's a really interesting one and our quote for the week Let it is, is basically what we learned from our stuff is sometimes you just have to be the goal yeah. of the goal of this human experience is to be to release from detachment of things that could happen in the future or things that have already happened and just be yeah And that's something I think that over the last couple of weeks is something that's really resonated with us.
1: To elaborate on that is when you are, like when you just are, you're just being, you get clarity on, wow, I don't really need that much in life. Like I really only have three things that I want in life, to live a happy life. And they have nothing to do with materialistic things. So it's true. Just take time to be. And there's nothing wrong with going on vacation to a second place because you could just be a bum the whole time. <laughs> it was a great feeling for us. That's right. So that's all we have for you guys this time, this mm-hmm. week. Next week, I'll be back with some more more value. <laughs> that's right. well, this is, you never know. There could be some there little could be nuggets of value in yeah. here for somebody. You that's you what the know. goal is. Hope you guys enjoy it. We'll see you guys all next right. week. Thanks a lot. See you next time.